Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. The Heat come roaring back with 17 three-pointers and a Game 2 road win in Denver. How about them apples? I will say that on Friday's show, we suggested the Heat and the points as the only lean of any kind in Game 2 after I realized post-Game 1. I had no idea what was going on with the totals of these ball games. And uh, you just figured that after watching Game 1, Miami missing all of those shots and still keeping the game within 11. You just you figured something was going to go down. I don't know that any of us thought this many were going to go down. But did they ever? 17 threes. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, each with four of them. Duncan Robinson had two. Kevin Love, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, two apiece. And then there's a little bit of griping on the Denver side in a way that we just sort of haven't seen prior to this ballgame. Not really sure why this was the one. I know it was the first home loss for the Nuggets in this postseason. So maybe that was a, a big piece of it. But starters just got creamed. Denver doesn't use their bench all that much, but the Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown contingent, they were like a plus 8 to plus 14 range. Starters got smoked. And now they're kind of being a little bit cryptic about where the beef is with the starters. Who is the the guy that didn't buy in for this ballgame? Who are they mad at right now? Jokic had 41. Eric Spolstra tried to... I mean, frankly, he did condescend to question from Ramona Shelburne. Kind of a dick move, but whatever. He's, he's an incredible coach. And you can see there was a little bit of smokescreen, hand-wavy thing going on there. Shelburne's question, if you haven't heard the clip or seen the clip, she says, I'm trying not to... I think she said, I, I'm trying not to oversimplify this, but turning Nikola Jokic into a scorer, and he cuts her off partway through the question, basically like, look, that's... What was the what was the exact phrasing? I don't know. It's like he called the question simple, or I forget the exact... It, it, was, a, it was a very condescending way of saying, like, no, nah, that's a stupid question. Um, you can't... There's nothing you can do with Nikola Jokic. Like, he's, he's fantastic in every way. He's a two-time MVP. But... I don't know. My take on that was Spolstra didn't want anyone talking about turning Nikola Jokic into a scorer. Like, Denver wasn't going to figure it out. Like, the Nuggets know that they are at their best when they don't need Jokic to put up 40 or 45 or 50 or whatever. And a lot of the games where he's done that in these playoffs have been the games where Denver underperformed because the other guys weren't shouldering enough of a load. Whether that's Michael Porter Jr. going two for eight in this ballgame. Rebounds were down. KCP one for four, fouled out in 36 minutes. Even Jamal Murray only had 18 points, but he did have 10 assists. It's not entirely clear. It seems like they're kind of irritated with Jamal Murray, but that doesn't feel right. Maybe it's Michael Porter Jr. after a couple of good ball games. I don't know. So Denver's talking about effort, that the effort wasn't there. I didn't get that feeling, really, from this ballgame, that like the effort wasn't there. It just seemed like the execution wasn't very good. Maybe that, maybe you could call that effort. Maybe that just a lack of preparedness could, I guess, go into effort. But 
There's your wake-up call. Now, what happens in Game 3? Well, you know, pull all the pieces together. I think there's two days off again. I, by the way, I absolutely hate the NBA Finals for this exact reason. You can't keep going two days off between games when you don't have other games to fill those gaps. We're going to lose interest. Th- this ain't football, you know? You can't have, like, one game a week right now. What, a, what, what did it started Thursday, the first, then the fourth, then the seventh? Out of control. I think it goes to every other day after this one. You know, the two games in Miami, Wednesday and Friday of this week. Does it go back to Sunday or is it all the way to Monday? It's all the way to Monday after that. Oh, my God. And then Thursday. And then Saturday or is it all the way to Sunday? Oh, my good Lord. The finals can go from June 1st to June 18th. If this is seven games long, that is unacceptably long. This is a rant I've had for many, many years. A lot of you that have listened to this podcast have heard me ranting and raving about the finals. I thought that they would clean that up because a lot of the earlier rounds, they were going every other day. And now they're just like, meh, fatigue, no longer a factor. We're going two days off between basically every single finals game, except for Wednesday and Friday of this week, which by the way, I didn't even realize that. I thought after the first two or three They were going to an every other day, but nah, with all the travel, they'll go two days off on every travel. And I get it. You want all of the best players to be as healthy as humanly possible. So rest days, they build them in, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, having your rest day on a travel day is kind of complicated. I get it. I'm not going to do the, hey, be tougher NBA guys, but this schedule sucks. If you include the first day, which you have to, because you can't just say, oh, it's 17 days long. It's an 18-day span because you have to, you know, the zero day counts as a day. An 18 potential day finals. There is no other, there is no other major, like football, the longest is the two-week break between the uh, conference championships and and the Super Bowl. And it's the Super Bowl, so everybody's waiting for it because it's, you know, winner take all one game kind of thing. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Baseball, they do a day off for travel. That's it in the postseason. One day to switch cities because it's a little bit nuts to try to, you know, once you get to like cross-country flights, 
in the playoffs. You don't want these guys dragging butt out there. You want them half awake at the very least. And plus, it puts a little bit of an impetus on having a four-man starting rotation at the very least. Or three-man and then, you know, very deep bullpen where guys can go a bunch of times. In a seven-game series, that means that those go a maximum of nine or ten days. We're talking 18 right now. Unacceptably long NBA, and I can pretty much promise you that if you guys are already, you know, one of the storylines coming into this finals was how many non-diehards are going to watch Miami-Denver. And as much as we'd all like to say, oh, do a better job of promoting it, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of a negative feedback loop thing happening there, but the Miami and Denver fan bases are not big national fan bases. And one year of hyper-promoting them isn't going to change that. I'm a pragmatist. I'm a pragmatist. I would love for the coverage of Miami-Denver to have been more universally positive going into the finals instead of plenty of, of talking heads came out and said, this is going to be a poorly watched final. Some of them were stupid, and they said things like, there are no storylines here. It's like, no, that's just not true. There are plenty of storylines. It's just that the there aren't enough people calling for them. Fans are fans. Fans are, we are who we are at this point. We, those of us who bet on sports or play fantasy sports or play DFS or are just, you know, hyper into them, we care about this because we've been following these players all season long, their betting angles. It's fun. It's cool to see a Miami team, hyper overachievers, Denver team that hasn't gotten to this point before. Plenty of storylines for us to, to glom onto. But your average everyday Celtics fan, they're not going to pay attention now that their team is done. Same thing goes for Lakers, so don't think I'm trying to just pick on the Celtics because I'm a Lakers fan. It's the same deal. A, a, a casual Lakers fan, no matter what ESPN tries to tell them about how much to care on Miami-Denver, they're not going to. Michael Malone's made an entire postseason out of complaining that the coverage of the, the playoffs has not been Denver-centric. That's because they're trying to get the casuals that do sometimes pay attention to keep paying attention. More people were aware of his series with the Lakers because sites like ESPN and Yahoo and whoever, they put the word Lakers in the title of their article, even if the contents of it are about both clubs. That's just the way this marketing stuff works. Whether we want it to be something different or not doesn't matter. If the NBA told us all to care about the Denver Nuggets as much as we, we collective we, basically just like the country, care about LeBron or the Lakers, or because really it was, I mean, there's a Lakers factor and there's a LeBron factor there, so it's sort of a double whammy, or the Warriors because they turned themselves into this dynasty. It takes time. It took the Warriors basically a decade of being on top of the NBA to grow into this TV Goliath. When their stuff started, the Warriors weren't an NBA darling. They had a bunch of dudes who could shoot. Nobody knew what to do with that. It took time. It took Kevin Durant, basically. I mean, even after the championships at the beginning, they didn't get that big Goliath status. It took KD going there. They became drama, they became winning, they became champions. It takes time. 
And I get what you're saying. Dan, Miami did all that stuff. Yeah, but all the guys that did it aren't there anymore. Except for Udonis Haslam and Eric Spolstra. You just can't manufacture that ratings bonanza in half a postseason. And it wasn't going to happen in 2020 because it was in the bubble. And it wasn't going to happen in Jokic MVP years because they didn't make the finals. So there wasn't that sort of sticking power. I'm sorry. I, like, I'm not trying to tell you whether this is right or wrong. This is just how it is. And a couple weeks of positive coverage isn't going to change that. It's not going to convince the... I hate to use the term casuals because it, it, again, is somewhat demeaning, but it's not going to convince the folks that are just sort of tangentially paying attention to the NBA to care about a finals that they weren't going to care about before. They'll find something else to do. But what they've done now is they've taken someone like me, who I'm going to watch every GD NBA game that this world can offer because of fantasy, because of betting, and I lose focus. Because when something is just gone and pops up every once in a blue moon, it's impossible to track. It's why from the day I started this podcast, I said this needs to be a daily show. It's, some, it's, so, it's, it's such a simple concept that can be applied all the way down to the smallest fantasy basketball shows, which is basically what this was five and a half years ago, before we actually got any kind of following on Fantasy NBA Today. But you have to be there. You have to be reliable. You have to be in people's faces, even the diehards. And, you know, I'm going to do my damn best to remember what days the stinking NBA Finals are happening because I want to watch these games. But the fact that they're over an 18-day span is just unacceptably long. And that is my stinking rant to start this Monday. Welcome to a new week, everyone, of Fantasy NBA Today. I am Dan Vesperus. I am filled with the rage of a thousand suns. Uh, and maybe it's just because I'm 40 now. <laughs> yeah, that was Thursday of last week. I'm going to yell at clouds. We're going to, now that I'm 40, we're just going to have it a yelling at clouds segment on the podcast. Not once a week. You know, we're going to do it every damn day. No, we're not going to do that. So what do we have on the docket today? Well, you know, honestly, I came into this morning thinking, oh, this feels like a great day to dive into whatever the next team is on the uh, NBA recap calendar, which is the Brooklyn Nets. That should be a fun one because they had a big midseason trade. I have lots of thoughts about Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, should they uh, re-sign him, which I'm going to assume that they're going to do their best to do, but, I, you know, suppose you never know. And then I looked up, or I started to look up that schedule here at the beginning of the program, and I just spent 14 minutes yelling about how much I hate how long the NBA Finals take. And we haven't even talked about what you would do if you were betting the next one. Well, I guess we should probably get to that at some point. Sheesh. Uh, so anyway, the next game is Wednesday. Denver is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, total of 214-and-a-half. The total of this series, which I, I had pretty strong feelings about um, a lot of the totals as you go, uh, and to me, this one now that we've seen a couple of ball games, really does seem to come down to whether or not Miami's hitting their three-pointers. Because if they are, Denver's going to have to work to score to keep up. Because Miami's going to be able to sort of fight neck and neck. And then you can get a ball game that potentially grinds a little bit in the fourth quarter, but you also have two teams that are pretty good 
at fourth quarter scoring, typically. And so I don't know that you can even bank on a low-scoring fourth quarter. So uh, to me, that's a bit of a coin flip. Miami's been a very good three-point shooting team a little bit more than half of the time in these playoffs, and they have a good shot to win those ball games. If you're looking at the side, it's a, a little bit of the same monster, although with Denver uh, it, getting kind of popped in the mouth here feels like a possible wake-up call. I think I would lean to the Nuggets on the short number. I don't think that there was this massive, you know, heat figured it all out in this Sunday ball game. They hit three-pointers. Max Struess, who had an epically horrible game on Thursday, way back on Thursday when the series started. Gabe Vincent was better in this one, although he's been pretty reliably good throughout the playoffs. Um, you know, they just got all of their, their role players basically were hitting shots in this ball game in a way that, for the Nuggets, they kind of didn't. Nikola Jokic was good. Jamal Murray was meh. He was fine. I know the 10 assists are solid, but everybody else was pretty bad. I guess Aaron Gordon was okay. Michael Porter Jr. was not good. KCP was not good. Uh, Bruce Brown was fine. Um, and honestly, this is a game where they probably could have used a little more Jamal Murray. Heat threw Jimmy Butler at him. That slowed him down a bit more. I don't, I don't know. You just get the feeling Jokic can do this every single ballgame if he wants. The Nuggets are almost always going to come down to whether or not the other guys give a better than half-hearted number, result, whatever you want to call it. And they sort of didn't here in game two. Uh... You saw the Heat play their their key guys forty minutes finally, which you didn't see in Game One. You knew that it, you know this was one when they saw there was a chance to get it, they went and go and went and got it. And the Nuggets still shot fifty two percent, by the way, for this ball game. So it wasn't like they were terrible offensively. They just you know Miami hit all of those threes. That was a big deal. And then the Nuggets, there was there's feelings that the effort wasn't where it needed to be. So wake them up a little bit. Shake them loose. Is there a bounce back in the tank? I think probably. So slightly to Denver on the side. Um, we got the Miami win on the road that we wanted for all kinds of different little betting purposes. Now, if you still think the Nuggets are going to win the series, this is your time to go and deal with it. If you think the Nuggets win the series, you again, you look back more at Nikola Jokic MVP odds. Um, and this is not a good time if you wanted to get in on Miami. That would have been after game one where you knew they had a really... Uh, tough angle after the seven-game series with Boston. Um, man, I really wanted to get into the Brooklyn Nets. Now I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, nah, the hell with it. You, you know what? We'll we'll say Brooklyn for tomorrow. I think today was just a rant. It's a long off season. I know that that's lame. This is not the fantasy basketball show. That this is not the show you're looking for. Uh. Honest to goodness, when I hit the record button on today's podcast, I had every intention of talking Brooklyn Nets, but I have a bunch of things that I want to say about them. So let's go ahead and save Brooklyn for tomorrow. Um, and believe me, I got to get through these things. I'm not saving them because we have uh, all the time in the universe. I, I We need to make sure that we're through the teams before we get to NBA free agency because then there's going to be some redux. You got to go back through, kind of sifting through th- some things in July. And we need to leave room to get uh, David Williams, hopefully, on the pod. Uh, William Harris, they were both on the show last year. Um, probably Rhett. We should get Rhett on the show. And they can give me some of the names to watch in the upcoming draft besides Wembenyama and Scoot. Because, and 
look, like even with those guys, I think getting into the fantasy stat set is probably worthwhile. So we got to leave some time for the draft. That's coming up in, what is it, like two and change week, something like that. It's right after the finals ends, 18th, 19th, 20th, some of the 21st. Is that right? I think that's the, the proper day. It's on that Thursday. Um, so we need to leave some time for some shows on the draft. we got to get through the rest of the team recaps. But uh, today's show is just me yelling about the finals being too long. That's a terrible that's a terrible fantasy show, but that's what you guys got today. So uh, deal with it. Ugh, that's bad podcasting by me. Oh, well, um, we'll push it to tomorrow. The hell with it. No more rants. I got I to gotta stop yelling at clouds today. Thanks for listening, everybody. I don't know why we did it this way, but that's the way we did it. If you think the finals are too long, let's yell about it together over on the socials. I'm at Dan Vespers over there. Again, this is Fantasy NBA Today, a sports ethos presentation. I didn't even think I really gave you guys a proper welcome because the, it's like a high and bye at the end of a needlessly long rant. And go check our buddies over at manscaped.com. Promo code there is ethos20. Get your Father's Day gift now, and don't worry about it later. You got 13 days. The countdown is on to get something for the father figure that you know. Everybody knows someone on Father's Day. Go get him a beard hedger or a crop duster. No, that's not what it's called. Crop saver. No? Yeah, I think. The plow. I love that one. Silly Manscaped. You guys are nuts. Ethos 20, 20% off and free shipping over there at Manscaped. And uh, hit me up if you want to be a podcast host here at Sports Ethos. That's important. We got some seats to fill. Attrition of the offseason creeping up as well. Uh, And keep an eye out. In the next couple of weeks, we'll be launching our football package for the second time at Sports Ethos. This one has been dramatically souped up. Those guys are cranking, man. Ethos Fantasy FB if you want to get involved over on the football side. Oh, well, all right, rant Monday in the books, I guess. Tomorrow we'll talk Brooklyn Nets and how much does Dan love Mikhail Bridges? The answer may surprise you as we do a BuzzFeed quiz for Tuesday's show. All right, so long for now, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow in a real show then.